0: More and more, badass women are joining the ranks as highly skilled construction professionals. Construction and renovation projects wouldn't happen without the skills of the various crews involved. As we all know, the skilled trades have been male-dominated for like forever. In this season, I'm highlighting the amazing women doing their thing in the construction sector. Every journey and every story is different. They are all inspiring. Have a listen as I learn about their stories. Hello, all you amazing humans. Today I have Natasha Martinez on the show. And the past decade, her, her career has been in the trades uh, industry, it's been nonprofit as well. She's a red seal journey person plumber with a blue seal for business in her trade. Um, Her background includes strategic planning, program implementation, project management, business development, and stakeholder engagement. Being of service and part of strengthening our community in her own authentic way is at the forefront of all of her actions and decision making. Her happy place has been on the road, traveling, exploring, meeting new people, experiencing different cultures. She's obsessed with sitting in the outdoor cafes, drinking coffee with headphones on and people watching, writing down whatever happens to pop in her head. She loves thinking big picture possibilities and stepping out of her comfort zone, being able to play with ideas, the excitement of planning and then taking action. This is what brings her ultimate joy. She's also a person who enjoys living in all the places Saskatchewan is, where she was born and raised, and she keeps coming back for more. She and her teenage son, two dogs, currently make Saskatoon their home base. So, Natasha, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, yeah, just thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Brandy. This is an absolute pleasure. All right, um, I'm I'm very thankful that you're able to put on podcasts like this. So cool.
0: Yeah, so just before we we hit record, I was saying that I I have this very lofty goal of interviewing 365 women. So, for those of you who are listening, if you're in the trades, reach out to me and we'll we'll get you on the show. But with Natasha here today, I wanted to to start by asking you about how you started on this trade path, and and maybe just bring us through from like. What was it or when was it that sort of cemented this idea of hey, I want to be in the trades and then why sort of plumbing in and, and some of your your pathway to get to where you are today?
1: right so you know when i when I got out of high school, trades was not on my mind like not even a a bit I didn't even I didn't even know that women could even uh, really, uh, pursue careers in these paths until I started doing a lot of uh, traveling. I was living overseas and meeting new people. And uh, uh, one time I was li- uh, living in Cayman Islands and Ooh. I met a plumber there and he was from, from the United States. And uh, he's a jury person plumber and he was just doing so well and he was, Tra- being, being able to travel all around the world with his red seal uh with his trade and I thought hey that's pretty cool so that's what put, kind of put the spark in my mind and then moving forward I did some more traveling and and found myself in in Vietnam and um, just exploring life in general and <laughs> that's where I uh, uh, fell in love and met my son, or had my son in Da Nang, and uh, that romance fizzled off. And that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> yes. We found ourselves in in quite a predicament, uh, my son and I. So uh, we moved back to Canada, <clears throat> and I thought, oh boy, now what am I going to do? I I have this uh, two-year-old, and uh, we don't have like $5 to our name. We're we're getting friends to give us clothes and things like that. And so I was on my way to Edmonton one day, and I heard on the radio uh, a program promoting women in trades, and this was back in 2009. So um, it was all radio then and we didn't have the luxury of just like looking uh, like on TikTok or anything like that. And, and this popped on. I was like, Hey, okay. That plumber, like he was making really great money and it was a, it was an easier path than spending thousands of dollars uh, in university and things like that. So uh, this place was called Women Building Futures and it was in Edmonton, Alberta. So my son and I went directly there and uh, sure enough, they had a, a journey Women start program hmm. and it was about 16 weeks. And I went through the application process and they had just opened up um, apartments that women could stay in and uh, that's exactly what we needed. Oh, so wow. A safe space. And uh, the training was just downstairs. And I just found my uh, uh, daycare for my son that was nearby and right away popped into that training. So was nice wow. Yeah, it was it was amazing how everything just kind of lined up but it did take that one little spark with that one fella in the Cayman islands that actually
0: had me listen to it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I went through the training. Uh, I ended up moving back to Saskatchewan because I was able to get some supports uh, for childcare there uh, Mm -hmm. with help from family and things like that, because uh, I'll touch on that after, but that is like, Definitely one of the biggest barriers for women is child care. Anyhow, so I was able to land a job at uh, Black and McDonald's and they've got locations throughout all of Canada. But uh, I was able to get on and it was no easy feat actually getting a job because even at that time, women were not applying for jobs like this. Uh, I think I went in there maybe about five times before uh, they actually considered me and it took me going to uh, the CEO of the company and uh, getting close to stocking basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 here's the thing like this is the lesson in that no matter what no matter what you're doing there's that sort of the persistence and the tenacity to just keep on coming back around and keep on coming back around for something that, you know, you want or what you need, no matter what it is in your life. In this case, it was, you know, this job, black and McDonald's.
1: Like Like you you, don't work for things. You have to, you do have to make an effort and things, some things just don't fall on your plate that easily. But uh, yeah, I was super fortunate to uh, be hired on um was so intimidated the first uh, few weeks because uh, that was I was their first female that they ever had on site and you know you've got all these people watching you and, and everyone's I mean, kind of confused
0: and you and you'd only really had like your basic sort of training right. in plumbing it wasn't like you walked in as a red seal plumber like you, you walked oh. in as a, like in essence like a beginner or like barely a first year apprentice. Right. Like, so, yeah, Yeah.
1: I know. Like if they, if they were to ask me to go get a pipe stretcher or something like that, (laughs) I would have searched for hours. But uh, yeah, it was, it was really something else. And uh, there's so many times I've thought, Oh, you know, is it, is this worth it? Is this worth all the, the stress? But it's just getting up each morning, showing up. And like, that is the biggest thing in the trades is it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're on time and on time is 15 minutes early yes yes and and you are not sitting around so you grab a broom if you've got nothing to do grab a broom and just do something yeah and uh, pick, uh pick, I was fortunate that initiative
0: at- and like show yeah. the to work and Right. Um, I, I really do. I truly believe that skills is a great equalizer. So you hone your skills and you take responsibility and accountability for your own path and do what you need to do to like get better at whatever it is. You know, no matter what, like we're talking, you know, trades at the moment, but, you know, skill is a great equalizer, especially in the trades.
1: It really is. And and if you're willing to put in the work, then that's when you're, you're seen as that equal.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I ended up staying there for throughout my entire apprenticeship. It was, it was a really good experience. It it took a a while for people to warm up to me. But um, uh, one thing, one thing I really found interesting was the the younger generation, so the ones that were about ten years younger than me, uh, lots of them grew up with single mothers, mm. and so they looked at me differently than what uh, the, younger, the older generation. Yeah, yeah. so there is there is a bit of respect there. So it was it made life a lot easier, <laughs> definitely. And I did have a really good experience there. Like a, a really did you good-
0: find? Um- were you pigeonholed into only doing certain things um, throughout your time there, or were you given like a lot of varied experience between like residential and commercial, and you know, doing you know rough-ins and finishing and like uh, like right. like the like the full gamut? Or did you find because I I know that some people find that they kind of just get pushed into like this pigeonhole of just doing this type of stuff because you're a, you're good at it or. They don't know what to do with you, and you just keep on rolling and all that kind of stuff. Did you find that was your experience, or did you get a good, varied, um, you know, education on on the job?
1: Right. So, that this company was uh, mainly commercial plumbing, okay. and uh, um, in, in the beginning, it was basically cleaning up and organizing. I was really good at it because I do it all the time, you know, at home. <laughs> it's just constant cleaning, so that's where I was. That's where I was for like probably about a year, and then it, it just took my uh, journeyman, who is uh, like a real rough and tumble guy. Uh, it took him a long time to, for him to warm up to me, uh, but he did really start letting me look. At all facets of the of the trade, and I um, one area that uh, I did really excel in was anything with copper, so soldering, brazing, anything like that. Um, and I love it. It's I love fire. I love everything about it. <laughs> and uh, uh there is yeah. something
0: like like the the, the alchemy of yeah. all of that, and like yeah, I mean, there is something to it. That's that's pretty magical.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. But, um, I think after, yeah, after they got to know me and, uh, you know, you see the work ethic, you show up every day and that's when the opportunities started to increase. So it wasn't like, there was like, uh, bad guys on the site or anything like you just meet some humans that are jerks and some that are great. And yeah. then, um, it took time, but the whole experience uh, during my apprenticeship was a positive one. It was. Oh,
0: that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, so, like, after that, um, I had always made some goals. Like, I made goals right at the, the beginning of my training at Women Building Futures that I wanted to have a business in Saskatoon. So um, I retired from Black and McDonald's and uh, began taking business courses. Uh, I received my red seal and then was able to apply for my blue seal for business and trades and uh, got that. And then I opened up Mars Plumbing.
0: Okay, so just put a pin in Mars Plumbing for a second. I just want to go back to this blue seal accreditation because there's not a lot of talk around it. And I have a feeling that some people that might be listening are going, what the heck is this blue seal thing? So maybe tell us all a little bit more about blue seal. I, I know what it's about, but I want to have you share. Yeah.
1: So uh, blue seal, uh, if you have your red seal in a particular trade and you then take uh, business courses and I, it's going to vary from different from province to province Yep. of what type of courses you need to take, you can then apply for a Blue Seal. So the main reason I really wanted to pursue this is I did want to take business courses just to give me knowledge, but um, having a business and being a, a woman-owned business, I I did feel that I needed more accreditation to... Yes uh be taken seriously
0: yeah well I know the um uh here at NBC at BCIT you can do a blue seal um programming a certain amount of credits and there's some modules like with human resources or leadership or small business management uh, you know that kind of thing business business admin and, and project management that kind of stuff and I think that is something that you can take you know, a, a lot of it, you know, could even be done in the evenings or whatever. Cause you know, you just need, I think it was like 20 credits or something to be able to apply. Yeah. It's,
1: it's not too hard. No,
0: no, But, but it's, uh, getting all those foundational skills that are outside of like on the tools, which I think is just amazing.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was, it was really beneficial and, uh, like i could have taken a whole lot more because <laughs> having a business as you know yeah there are so many things like you've got you're holding all sorts of different platters different
0: hats once. and you're spinning poles yeah. and you're <laughs> juggling balls and spinning plates it's yeah it's, it's a thing
1: yeah so um after I, I did that uh i then opened mars plumbing and um uh, uh, wow that was the biggest learning experience of my life definitely uh lots of blood sweat and tears literally Uh, that taught me so many lessons like uh in all areas of life
0: what what were the the top couple that kind of come to mind that you don't mind sharing
1: i think number one lesson was uh know your core values know your core values and work with individuals who align with those core values yeah when when that is off everything goes goes um, south. yeah yeah and uh I learned that the hard way definitely um but it was a lesson I needed to to learn. So, I have regrets there at all. Um, another big lesson that I did learn was just don't be everything to everyone. Wait. So just just stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, don't do all the things to please everybody to get the business from all of these different places. Do what you're good at stay in your lane and focus on that market. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So That's, where where did you focus for Mars plumbing?
1: It started out as uh, just residential plumbing. So, um, you know, just like the odd, not the odd, but like going installing toilets and uh, drain cleaning and like just, Yep. Things like that and then we moved into more commercial plumbing so uh, working with home depots and things like that and uh, uh, and then we dabbled a little bit in uh, like residential building and things and so it was it began to be a whole lot of things. Yeah when you're a small business owner, the amount of money that goes into uh, staff, resources everything like that um uh it, it is huge the overhead exactly.
0: yeah no you, you gotta try keep you need to keep things as lean as possible but you still need to be able to f- to function without right. um, you know spending 14 16 18 hours a day trying to <laughs> do your thing and yeah for sure
1: yeah it's pretty crazy and the, like the whole reason I got I started a company and it was so naive of me but I thought oh this will be a chance for me to spend more time with my son <laughs> that was the whole that was the whole reason behind that and uh, boy that was what is that was cute to think
0: that <laughs> yeah I mean people often think oh I, I am on the tools. I'm doing my thing. This is easy. I can run my own business. Yeah. But the, not realizing how much actually goes into running a business. It's a whole other yeah. full time or two or three full-time jobs to run a really successful business. And you can't yeah. possibly be on the tools and all of that stuff without spending a lot of your own personal time. And oh, I'm going to take the day off whenever I want. Well, yeah, but you're going to be letting people down or, or, yeah. you know, you want to keep the, the money coming in the door and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you end up actually working more a lot of the time until you get to a point where you have all of the, the things in place that are doing their jobs and the cogs are spent, like doing their bits and, and, you know, and then you can maybe like take a little breather, but yeah one thing goes wrong one person calls in sick and all of a sudden like your day changes right like
1: you're right totally yeah it's a it's a whole other beast and it's uh but you know what like wouldn't change it, for the world. it everything about it I I it was heart-wrenching at times but it was exhilarating yeah yeah
0: you're fully in control of your own destiny at that point exactly. like it's all on you like Sink or swim, fly or flop, like (laughs) it's on you. And there there is something to it when you start seeing success, especially, and then you start owning the failures and you learn from them and then you move forward, right? So you you had Mars plumbing for how long?
1: Uh, I did that for about just over four years. Okay. And you know, during that time I uh was asked to contract out to different organizations, so places like Skills Trade Canada. Uh, SAS Polytechnic, uh, public schools, and then YWCA Saskatoon, and just to create and run programs for women looking to get into the trades. And uh, um, that is is one path that opened uh, that really brought me a lot of joy. And I was like, okay, so... Uh, Let's, let's go with this. This is, this is where my heart is. uh, This is where my heart flutters. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I, I went through the process of uh, closing Mars plumbing, sold, sold it and my client list, and then went off. uh, My son and I went back to Vietnam for about a year And got kicked out because of uh, COVID was happening. And lo and behold, I come back and there's a position at YWCA Saskatoon running the Women in Trades program. And I'm like, well, this is a beautiful (laughs) fit. This is a beautiful fit. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I I did that for a while. Uh, We ran a trades program and as as well as a trucking program. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I then moved on to be the director of employment and learning there. And so it was still overseeing those programs along with some more employment programs for both, uh, for all individuals, not just women. And uh, the opportunity came up for Women Building Futures. So that is the place where it all started mm. for my son and I. And I was like, yeah, it's totally circle and did uh, when I heard that then another heart flutter so I was like oh okay this is this is where I'm supposed to go and uh, that's where I am today so yeah. opening up we are running a, a program with BhP at the the moment in Saskatchewan it's a trade readiness program and uh, and we're looking to explore, Uh, more, uh, a more sustainable presence within Saskatchewan. So it's all fun for me. This is fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, wow. Like what a great full circle story that that whole thing
1: is. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, it's amazing to me. Sometimes I'm like, wow, that is just so cool.
0: Yeah. So uh, uh, we know someone in common, Jill Prescott and she had been doing some work through the why and helping, yeah. um, to, I don't, I don't know, like, mentors, maybe the wrong word, but, um, you know, basically have her come in and, and talk about like mindset and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff, because oftentimes, um, you know, we find that you know, sometimes women are coming in and it's their second career or it's after, you know, a breakdown in their personal life of some kind and they're looking for something um, that will put them on the path to, you know, good wages and all that kind of stuff. But you, you come with all kinds of baggage and stuff like that that maybe would get in your own way. Right. How, I guess, to, to, in your experience, what you've seen, how powerful was that in this whole idea of like, doing some work with your, with your mindset?
1: Oh, this is a game changer. So one of the things uh, while I was running the programs out of of the Y women would go through the program, get a job, no problem. Like they've got the skills, they've got um, the work ethic, something happens within the first few months. Um, and the job retention was very low. So people would get that job, get very excited and something happens along the way uh, on the job site or or somewhere um, and then they decide this isn't for me. So after like, I would ask lots of questions to the women that we were working with, like what, what happened, what's going on? And they would give, um, they would share these stories or like say, oh, I'm not good enough for this or like all these things come up and it may seem trivial to most, but unless you experience it and it's totally relatable because um, when you're told something at, at a young age, like women don't do this or you're not good at this certain thing like that sticks with you for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and just uh, like boundaries, everything like that, like it all comes into play. So with Jill's success training, she goes through like things like defining success. So what does that look like? Every, it looks different for every single person, but we can't compare it with each other and and just like recognizing those values like i had mentioned earlier what are your core values Where who do you want to work with do those align yeah
0: and, what, what is your what is your value system say right. those core values and how does that yeah
1: yeah and uh like personal responsibility and and boundaries and uh like just celebrating the success and creating your own path and peeling off all of those layers and creating what your future looks like. And with Jill's program, uh, it is just beautiful because it is a time for a group of women to um, start peeling off those layers. Uh, They're in a safe space to do it. Yeah, And uh like she provides a uh her own particular tool toolkit yeah they got their their tool they've got their regular tool belt and then they've got the tool belt from Jill so they they have all of these skills to navigate uh through uh working in these non-traditional roles yeah basically it's it's very powerful and it's very um the connection made with the women, with each other, is lifelong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so so they're
0: on the tools together, and yeah. they're now doing, like, this mindset work together. And yeah. you you now have a cohort of like-minded people because you've right. all experienced the same sort of sessions and, and learning. I mean, we all take it in slightly differently. But, you know, now you have, um, like, a language that you can talk – about whatever it is that's going on for you, to somebody who knows what you're talking about and has that right. same language to be able to have that discussion, and I think that's just so powerful.
1: It so- really is, and like as an employer, to be able to hire somebody that has the skill set and who have has done this work, it is a gift. They so, are, uh, they're coming ha- to work to work.
0: Yeah. Have you found that? After people, after you implemented her success program into the, the offering, um, did you find that the retention
1: yep. increased, like, like, yes. like a substantial amount? It did a substantial amount because those things, those conversations, usually, like, it's not in a typical training program like no. in the like it's they're not going to implement it in when you're doing your courses in trade school no. like it's just something that's not there but it is a huge part of just navigating through life and everybody is on their own little different journey and uh, uh to have this skill set uh, is just so powerful and um, just with communication ab- mo- around the job site and uh, like the self sabotage. Okay. When that little voice comes in your mind, like you're not good enough for this. Okay. You know what to do. You know, that's like, that's not true. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> shut that noise down. Right yeah, shut yeah. that
1: down. Yeah. So uh, extremely powerful. And like anybody who has a business, I, I recommend uh, or has a training program, I recommend. Uh, looking into success training with Gel because it is life-changing for women.
0: Yeah, so I mean, th- this part of our conversation w- was really driven through to me because we were just talking about retention. And then mm-hmm. early on, when we were talking about your early um, sort of entrance into the trades, we were also talking about childcare. So this sort of is like a great segue into, mm-hmm. what do we what do you see? Because you're more like boots on the ground, getting people out into the field um barriers to entry and the retention aspect of things so we were just talking a little bit about mindset for the retention piece but is there something further down that road that you see as being a problem that really could be addressed better um and maybe what some of these barriers to entry might be for women and possibly some solutions that you would maybe throw out there for people
1: great so I'll bring it up again child care child care child care child care Lots of these job sites start at seven am. yep to find uh, to find a, a subsidized child care provider that opens at six thirty is it's almost is impossible next to impossible. yeah it it just takes a shift of hours. And I know that um, employers are like, okay, they they're starting to see that. But even just having the, the flexibility, like you know what? If, if you're able to have that flexibility with either a single mom, single father, whomever, you are going to have an extremely loyal, yes, employee. Yes, you will. And and employee like overturn is like the most expensive thing for businesses.
0: Oh yeah, now you've to onboard new people and you got to find them, yeah. interview them and get all of their, like the admin packages and like all of that stuff going and set up their benefits. And like, yeah, there's a lot involved when you there's get somebody to
1: Yeah, so just having that flexibility and you know what, like even some of these larger companies and I've thrown it out there a few times and I don't know if it'll ever happen, but wouldn't it be great just to have a, a daycare at your location? <laughs> yeah,
0: or like you see something
1: wow.
0: like it, here in Vancouver, we have like like you can't even like drive down any road practically without some construction site, something going up, some big tower. Yeah. Like, and to be able to put in like across the street from that site uh, a daycare, so yeah. that people who are working in that tower have a place for their kid to go. Right. You know? And oh uh, yeah, like it would so, be amazing. And oftentimes you were on that site for like a couple of years. Yeah. Because it's just so big, right? Yeah. And and I mean, obviously there's a whole bunch of rules and regulations around daycare and they need outside space and blah, 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 blah. Like there's all kinds of stuff like that, but it wouldn't be amazing that it would be almost at your job site.
1: Oh, that would be an absolute game changer. And, and again, like the, the loyalty of your employees would increase tenfold because yeah. their child is safe, taken care of and those struggles are not there. Yeah that yeah. is like a huge barrier. It's a huge like I remember spending hours upon hours upon hours worrying about uh, getting to work on time, trying to get daycare organized, spending more money for a babysitter to take the day like it was a huge. Yeah huge part of my mind would go into that every single day and it's it's with women all over everywhere so many so that's that's one of the biggest barriers and then uh, like one of the largest ones as well um, I'm completely aware that I have grown up with an extreme amount of privilege and so for indigenous women the struggles that I might may have had, it doesn't even come close. No. So educate, like just educating employees, getting that real uh, inclusivity uh, piece taken care of in businesses and um, going, like taking that journey with the truth and reconciliation. Like it's huge, and making it a safe space for everybody. Because there, is, there are so many people who w- would love the opportunity, but if there's uh, microaggressions or anything like that happening in the workplace, like you're not going to keep anybody. So uh, just really uh, investing in that portion of um, DEI, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. So, um, in, in, I mean, I just wanted to kind of circle a little bit back because we're talking about, you know, retention and and you worked for a, a good period of time at your initial company. Yeah. Did you feel that they did anything to help to retain you or was your experience just like, I'm just showing up work because I just need a paycheck and I'm just going to tough it out. And, and in relation to this huge emotional labor that you, you had to, you know where and, and 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 deal with all the time in, in regards to child care for child care for your son yeah like did you it was that part of your experience there like were you just like toughing it out because i'm a single mom or was it something that you really felt like they were kind of had your back a little bit
1: uh definitely toughed it out mm-hmm. for a long time um it took a long time to you had to prove basically And then once they saw that, okay, she does come on time. She does do all these things. um, Then I was able to, and, and this took all the guts that I ever had in that position, but to ask to change my hour by half an hour, like my work time by half an hour. So I could get my son to before school program. And... They, what what did my boss say? Oh yeah, of course. Family first. But I did not, I'm like, Oh, could I have asked this a long time ago? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's a lesson there, right? If you you don't ask, you don't receive.
1: You you don't receive. And I was petrified to ask. I thought I was going to get laid off. I thought in my, in my mind I was convinced I was going to get laid off to ask that question. And in the end, it wasn't even a question. He's like, of course. So <laughs> I think maybe um, even though the the executives of the company were okay with it, maybe voicing it to all the staff and, like, that is an option. So just as, as if people know, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think back, I'm like, Matt, I really – Put myself through the ringer when I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: and we all do that, right? We 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 have a narrative or an assumption and yeah. an expected outcome, and and sometimes it just just ask the question.
1: Just ask the question until, until yeah.
0: you until you know you really don't know.
1: <laughs> it's exactly right. So yeah, that is a, that was a big lesson learned there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so.
0: No, so the, the last thing I the last thing I would ask you about would be how do you I mean beyond like the childcare thing and and all that kind of stuff is there anything else that we would put out there that we think would be good to create lasting change in the industry in the, in the skilled trade sector for women and then of course a rising tide floats all boats which means that everybody benefits but um, any anything else that you that you've come across or that you've noticed um, would help to create more lasting change? If there's nothing that comes to mind, you can just say that, because until I know, I don't know.
1: Uh, (laughs) You know what? I think that uh, number one, the more more women see that there are women that do these things and that it's acceptable and, uh, and it isn't like, you don't have to go through this whole mindfuck. Sorry about that, but it's like, okay. it is a whole, like whole thing. And, and it's just, instead, it's just like a job. Okay. I'm just going to apply for this job as a laborer on this job site. And I don't have to go through this whole process of, am I good enough? Da, 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 da. But I see, oh, Susie's doing it. Joni's doing it over here. Okay. It is, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So I, I, I can do it. So it's just a matter of uh, uh, seeing all those uh, women, getting a diverse uh, job site. And because you know what? We need each other. We all need each other. We all, women think differently. Uh, trans people think differently. Uh, men think differently. Everyone thinks differently. And we need all these beautiful minds together to complete these projects or whatever it may be. And all it does is benefit.
0: benefit. I mean, many diverse voices create a better, rather than just going down that same path that we've always done. This is the way we've done it. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, never really having that spark of, you know, inspiration that comes from somebody else's like creativity, right? We need, we need to have that involved no matter what where you're at but especially in the trades because it is such a problem-solving driven area of our life like yeah okay let's pull wire or, you know lay the pipe or whatever but now we have something in the way or there's this or there's that especially if you're doing like renovation work oh yeah it's never straightforward it's not like a brand new building where you can just do whatever wherever you need to it's like no we've got to where did where did that drainage go it goes down here and now we don't know where it goes because someone didn't follow the plan to begin with. And now we've got to like trace what's what's going, like there's always problem solving going on to try and figure out what can we do to get what we need
1: done, done. Exactly. And with all of the different perspectives and everything and lenses that can look at a, a problem, like, wow, you could just, you can conquer and it, uh, I think that is like the biggest takeaway, and it's and it's everywhere. This is just not oh, of the course, truth. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. It's the world, <laughs> everything. So yeah, I think it's just the inclus inclusivity that that um, would be great to see.
0: Yeah, I know we have a, a program that's just recently started here. It's called "Don't Be a Bystander." Mm. And um, there's a a team of educators that go into some of the bigger uh, construction companies around and they you know put on these educational sort of seminar type of things um, and trying to create this safe environment for people to work in and I know there's a few different programs that are starting to pop up to address all of this kind of stuff and to be able to you know use proper languaging and we're not you know like just right. microaggressive aggressive um, tendencies that people have you know, like really checking yourself yeah um, and and just noting how much privilege that the majority of us have and people don't like to think that they have privilege because oh my life is hard and i'm struggling with certain things or whatever but you know yeah th- there's always a, a group ahead and then there's always a group behind that's right
1: that's so true
0: yeah so yeah <laughs> Wow, Natasha! There were so many awesome little things that we talked about here today. I'm so pleased you came on. Now, do you have anything else that you wanted to share? I always like to ask this question because sometimes we just get going, yeah. and then I kind of forget. And when you know somebody has some like some little sleeper thing that they've got on the side of their desk, they're super excited about that they want to talk about. Great. Right.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing. Uh, well, not the biggest thing. One of the things, because I could go on on about this for hours. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Look for opportunities. So there are so many programs out there. If you, if an individual is feeling insecure about heading into this career path, um, okay, check out an opportunity. I know in in British Columbia, there's so many uh, programs for women. Uh, Alberta, like with Women Building Futures, where I'm at now, Saskatoon, YWCA, like there's so many places to uh, explore in a safe space. Don't have to worry about making mistakes, because that's all part of learning. And uh, just take that step. And honestly, uh, it is an awesome path to go down because once you receive skills like that, nobody can take, take it away them away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But if the world were to shut down tomorrow, I know I'm okay because there's always going to be a toilet that needs snaking. Yep. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> we'll be okay. Even though it's not sexy,
0: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like yeah. you can't do it remotely. No matter how nicely you ask, like your Bluetooth speaker, Alexa, or whomever, to you know, tell you the weather, they are not going to be able to. Siri's do not going to do that. Anything that's hands-on yeah. that is requiring <laughs> skill and tools, like the, you, you just can't.
1: Yeah. So, All right. right.
0: So, uh, before I close out the show, I always like to ask, what's your favorite tool?
1: Oh boy, I love uh, my torch when I'm soldering, there's just something about holding it. And then I've got my solder in my other hand. I don't know, it's just, it is home to me. And I could just, I could just, I could hold that all day with the flame going continuously. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good, yeah.
0: And I I always like to keep things light too. And I know this is probably putting you on the spot a little bit. (laughs) Any awesome plumber jokes?
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, something runs downhill, and payday's on Friday. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Man, I don't even know even jokes about myself. Nope, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so here,
0: here, here's a couple. That, that I just like quickly found. Okay. Um, so, what do plumbers, garbage men, and economists all have in common? What? They all deal with gross domestic product.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. Um,
0: and what do plumbers have when they fall asleep?
1: Oh, no idea. I- Pipe dreams. Oh. <laughs> There we go. I got to write that one down and have it in my arsenal. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I thought that was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Right on. (laughs) You know,
0: um, so for everybody listening, I'm just going to like kind of bring the show back in here and say again to Natasha, thank you so much for being on. And a couple of the things that really popped out to me were, you know, just your tenacity and your persistence at the beginning of where you started. And following those core values and like you're saying, like stay in your lane, do your thing, do it really well. But the thing that was most, I think the thing I loved the most was that you followed your flutter. And I'm going to use that because <laughs> you know you're on the right path. If in the core of what who you are, you're excited by it. Like you know you're on the right path if you're following that flutter. And I just love that, that little phrase, and I'm going to totally use it. So thank you for that
1: awesome i learned that from jill oh
0: there we go. okay there you go i'll have mm-hmm. to thank you later yeah um, <laughs> so for those of you who are, who are listening you know thanks for tuning in um go and follow your flutter and if you or anyone you know um uh, wants to be on the show reach out We're i got this goal 365 women let's do it thanks for listening and i hope you feel as inspired as i do If you or someone you know has interest in the trades, there are many resources, many programs and supports. There's also a ton of women's groups out there specifically for those who are in the trades. We'll list a number of them in the show notes, but be sure to reach out if you're having challenges finding some in your area. We're all in this together after all, and we're happy to help in any way we can.